If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire Basketball Podcast Edition. Uh, it's a week from Championship Sunday or Selection Sunday, whatever, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about. If you're listening to this podcast, that's thank you. Jeremy Moss here, Eli Betker. This is our basketball expansion podcast of sense, right? Is that correct, Eli? Yeah, I think so. It kind of came out of the blue, but... Uh, there's always there's always a basketball aspect to what we're talking about, and there always seems to be some sort of off the court thing going on. This time it's expansion, so that's pretty exciting. It is. It's kind of weird. We're gonna here's what the show is gonna be about tonight. We're gonna talk with Will Maupin here in a second over at MidMajorMadness.com. We'll have a for the Gonzaga portion. We'll have a Mitch Harper later on who does stuff with uh, BYU. Was it uh, CougarSportsWire.com? They had to make a few changes to their website, but just follow Mitch Harper. I used to work with him, so he's a good dude. But check us out, obviously, MWR.com, Twitter, Facebook, all that same old jazz and fun stuff. But we're going to dive right into it. We have a couple of guests who know these other leagues more more than us. And, if, for, well, first off, I guess really quick before we get to Will here, we'll keep holding for just another second. If you haven't heard, Mountain West, uh, a report over at the San Diego Union Tribune from our good old buddy Mark Ziegler, Greg Thompson, for some reason, talks openly to him or whoever that Gonzaga wants to join the Mountain West. Five other teams as well, and BYU might ride the coattails of the Zags. And so now we get to speculate and have fun. And now, Will, Will Maupin, if you're on Twitter, Will's WCC blog, midmajormatters.com. So, Will, thank you for joining us from good old Las Vegas at the moment. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on to talk about this. No, it's great to have you on because you mentioned, like, if you missed his Twitter thread, we wrote an article about it. He had a Twitter thread about this angle is, why Gonzaga? What's the heck? Just stay. What are you doing? So... Let's just start with that because you've heard the same report we did. It's kind of a little out of not a little. It's way out of the, out of the blue. I think for what happened. First off, why is Craig Thompson talking openly about it to whoever? It's kind of weird in the expansion stuff. But what was your first thought when you heard that Gonzaga was like Mark Fuse involved, saying this maybe the next year when you first heard they're talking to the Mountain West back and forth? Like, what was your first reaction about? Basically, about what you heard last week. Uh, well, my first reaction was. We've we've heard this before. I, I grew up a Gonzaga fan. I was a kid when Mark Few uh, took over and had success. And you go all the way back to those years. It wasn't so much leaving the conference; it was the coach leaving the team. Mm-hmm. So Gonzaga fans, myself included, have dealt with: Is somebody going to leave Gonzaga? Is Gonzaga going to leave, go somewhere else? You hear about it all the time. So I didn't really put too much thought into it because even earlier this season, Gonzaga hosted Creighton, and that game led to some speculation, like. Is the Big East looking at expansion with Gonzaga again? <laughs> so I, I heard that the Mountain West was looking at it. I was like, that, you know, geographically makes a little bit more sense. But I, uh, I didn't really pay much attention to it, honestly, because I was moving that day. And then the next morning I got on Twitter and was like, all right, you know, this is uh, 
this is actually a real story, so have to take it a little bit more seriously. But still, right now, I, I don't have – my impression hasn't changed that much. It seems – I think the, the Mountain West commissioner used the term exploratory as in regards to the talks. So until they start using other more concrete terms, I'm still sort of – this is just something to talk about right now. I would say it's more than that just because they go as soon as next year as well. That's where mm-hmm. it piqued my interest because you're right. By saying exploratory, it's like, well, we've heard this a million different reasons because Idaho wanted to be in the Mountain West or New Mexico State. It's like exploratory has is a pretty vague term. It's like, well, how much are we going to write about it? Like my plan was I might write articles because then I finally read the piece from the Union Tribune. I'm like, wait, it says maybe next season. And then you hear Mark Fuse involved saying that he's actually a part of the discussion, which is rare for a coach to be involved in any realignment talk. Even like when it's usually football, head football coach at team A, B, or C typically is not too involved. They're probably aware, but they're not really like talking back and forth. So when they say it could be as early as next year, that's where I'm like, okay, this is, I think it's more legit than not when they say 2019 or 2018, 2019, Mountain West could have Gonzaga possibly. That's where it got me. To be fair though, I have to say that exploratory, I would say that that has been more. Um, reflective of what Craig Thompson actually wants in terms of expansion than anything he's said before. So mm-hmm. what I mean by that is when expansion comes up, and it comes up with the Mountain West a lot because it's one of the stronger mid-major conferences, Craig Thompson, for the most part, has shut down any sort of rumors of teams potentially joining or leaving the conference. And I think as recent as a year ago, he was asked maybe at the Mountain West tournament or something like that if any teams had interest in joining or if Thompson had any interest in poaching teams from other conferences and he basically shut it down. So the fact that he's even mentioning that they're exploring other options, I think that has to be at least a bit of surprise to those that are involved in the Mountain West right now. Yeah, so let me turn it back to you, Will, real quick on that. We'll we'll get this streamlined, hopefully, three different places, three people talking here. But that's true. <laughs> and that we've heard Craig Thompson, like there was the thing in the Big 12 – because it all comes back together, essentially. Like, well, we'll let teams like Colorado State or San Diego State talk to the Big 12. We're not going to – he basically has always said, we're not going to prevent them from going to a new league because we want the best for them if that's leaving. Thompson's weird like that because, like, I don't think there's hardly any of a buyout to leave the conference. But – so let's let's just say this is legit and it could happen sooner than later. You put on Twitter, like, that's the main reason why I want to hop you on. You think they're fine where they're at because – They've achieved, like, you've lived it. Like, for people, people should be aware of what the Gonzaga basketball team has done. I think it's, what, 20 straight NCAA tournaments, championship game appearance, um, and another Elite Eight, and six other Sweet 16 appearances, I believe. Does that sound about right, Will, what they've achieved? Yeah, this year will be the uh, 20th consecutive NCAA appearance, which is, is bonkers. Wisconsin, just a couple days ago, lost in the Big Ten they were sitting with Gonzaga at 19 straight. They're not going to make the tournament this year. So I think Gonzaga is behind only Duke and Kansas right now, or Duke and Michigan State. I'm not quite sure. Now Michigan State's one of them, uh, but they're behind only two like powerhouse programs in terms of active NCAA tournament appearances. And yeah, like you said, make it to the tournament, make it to the title game. Mark Hughes always said one of the things he believed in, even from his time as like a graduate assistant in the early 90s was that you can win at Gonzaga. You can win despite your league, despite your location, and he's proven that. So 
you lead with two and a half minutes or whatever against North Carolina in the title game. Mm-hmm. I don't see the point in leaving when you've already shown that you can do it where you're at. I think to leave, you need some like really, you need huge reason to leave. And I don't see the Mountain West being able to provide that sort of jump at this point. There was one thing mentioned at the end of that piece in Tribune about maybe making some sort of particular monetary deal like they have for football. Boise State has a special deal with ESPN for football-wise. I think it's like five or five of their home game, five of the six, is on some sort of ESPN network, typically like ESPN or above, rarely just streaming, and they get more money as well. Like there, there's looks like they insinuated at the end of that piece, well, maybe they'll make a particular deal to get Zag in the conference. But like how much... We we all know well Gonzaga is a great draw basket like there was years ago Kansas being left out in realignment talk it's like well they have a good basketball team it's like nobody cares about basketball in realignment for money wise so like I don't see a big jump mm-hmm. in money if they money if they move to not Western but probably a small jump obviously whether it come from an extra tournament team for those credits maybe uptick in TV deal like their TV would be the same because right now Gonzaga's on ESPN a lot or they're on. What Root Sports Northwest and out here they have AT and T games, which is basically the same thing. Their TV deal is all like basically the same. I don't know, Matt was maybe a tad better, but not really. But I don't know. So it's like money wouldn't be reason to move, right? Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think it would be. The monetary gains would be small. I don't. I'm not particularly familiar with the Mountain West current TV deal, but. It's it's CBS Sports, right? Like it's, CBS Sports Network a yeah, lot. CBS Sports Network and ESPN, and then they have a handful of games like to watch Stadium or like they have a regional deal like the AT and T, which is like Root Sports Northwest. So yeah, it's basically ESPN, CBS Sports Network are the two. Like, the, the contract yeah, does I mean, expire in a year, though I believe. So that, I think that does have to be mentioned as well. Yeah, twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, twenty twenty basketball. So like for a couple more years. Okay. So it's like TV exposure. It's they. Would it be much different? I don't know. It's like I guess being on CBS Sports Network compared to Root Sports is an uptick, but Root Sports they could stream out of network, I believe, just like AT and T Sports Network. So it's like, well, you know what I mean? It's like, what's the big deal? Yeah, I, uh, just from what I've seen, being a general college basketball fan as well as somebody who covers the West Coast Conference, it's a lot harder for me in Spokane to see Mountain West games because the CBS Sports Network seems to be almost the third behind the ESPN and behind maybe like Fox Sports 1. Mm-hmm. It is. It yeah. seems to be in that third. So, like, I'll go to bars. Sometimes they won't be able to find it. It's in a similar position to, like, a Pac-12 network game. Some places you're able to find it. Some places you're not. So I think in terms of a TV deal, Gonzaga coming in would be able to help the Mountain West get more uh, exposure, probably more ESPN games. Gonzaga has... And the West Coast Conference, by extension, has had a long-standing relationship with ESPN in sort of a mutually beneficial way. The exposure helped Gonzaga. Gonzaga's place and success on the West Coast helped mm-hmm. ESPN fill those late-night time slots. So I think that would help the Mountain West. But right now, just from my perspective, it seems like Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference has a better national exposure deal than if they were to just be transported to the Mountain West for this season or next season. I think so, because most of your games, like I said, they're on ESPN a lot. If they ever play BYU, it's not picked up. It's BYU TV, which anybody can get anywhere, essentially, with no restrictions. Like, I'm trying to pull up the schedule now, but, like, what, like, are, am I correct? Most of your games are either an ESPN network or, like, a Root Sports game. Is that correct for conference games? 
Uh, yeah, every one of their games, obviously, is is televised. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's probably 50-50 between national on ESPN networks and regional on Root and then whatever the Comcast Sports or NBC Sports one of the, Nets yeah, are in regional California. Over, yeah. I, th- I believe Gonzaga already had more national televised games this year than the entire Mountain West Conference combined. I think I remember seeing two Mountain West Conference games that were on ESPN2, and then the, the tournament final will be on CBS, and I think that's it for, for games that are shown on either ESPN, ESPN2, and CBS. And I know that Gonzaga has been on TV far more times than, than just three in terms of ESPN or ESPN2 this year. Well, ESPN used almost the same, but yeah, for basketball, if you're wondering, CBS Sports Network has more games in, in than ESPN because they're the number one right hold, rights holder. Because the way it works, CBS Network had the deal first, going back to the main football basketball. ESPN came on later, so that's where there's fewer games. Like, yeah, I'm looking right now. It's like not looking at not like when they played on San Diego State. That was CBS Sports Network early in the year when it was at, when somehow the Aztecs beat Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Guy still puzzles me, but that happened. But it's uh yeah you're right like yeah. lo- looking through here like how many games they have it's it's I don't know because CBS, here's the thing though people say like you're because you don't get it so it, it makes sense if that's your thought and it's not wrong but look maybe it's where I live or whatever but see people make it even Boise State fans make it out that CBS Sports Network's like the devil like you can never find it ever it's honestly like not that hard to get it I know like every carrier has it it just depends what tier it's on it just happens to not be on the same tiers like Fox Sports one. That's the only thing. It's not like you're going to – people complain, about, oh, why am I paying two more dollars to get CBS Sports Network? I'm like, dude, it's $2. What? I, okay, I should judge if $2 is important to you. But if you go to a bar, I don't see how they could not have that because it's not like a carrier that doesn't have it. Like I believe every carrier has the channel. It's just depending what tier it's on. If you go to a bar, I don't see why Willie would have an issue. Maybe it's him. I don't know. I'm just – my thoughts. It's like on Cox, Time Warner's, DirecTV, Dish. It's like it shouldn't it's, – it's much better than Pac-12 Network. I can tell you that for sure. Oh, it, oh yeah. yeah, it's certainly better than Pac-12 Network. Well, Canada um, they can get it now with that Daisy Network, whatever. They can get Pac-12 Network and you can't have DirecTV. I mean, in, in all honesty, it's 2018 right now. I yeah. covered basketball for like four years without having TV or internet in my apartment. If you want to watch a game, you can figure it out. You can find it. You can get it on your computer mm-hmm. some way or another. So the TV deal, I think, is only beneficial in terms of money or exposure fans are going to be able and i mean that's obviously yeah that's huge fans are going to be able to watch it but yeah i just i counted it up just now and gonzaga has between espn espn2 and espnu made 16 appearances and will have a 17th on espn on monday in the semifinals so that what you were saying with boise state getting a little bit of preferential treatment mm-hmm. in terms of football i could totally see that being something that happens if gonzaga were to join where Gonzaga's deal with ESPN would sort of roll over into a new deal and push Gonzaga onto the ESPN networks more often. And I think the Mountain West should do it because here's the thing. Money in basketball is not as much as football. Because Boise makes quite, uh, I want to say almost, not double, but like 80% more. I think most teams get about like $1.2 million. I think Boise gets almost $2 million. So it's like a good $800,000 difference. Basketball, at least, I don't think it's going to take that much of a difference to... If, if they're going to make a deal like this, which I would be fine with, it would help the league as well because there's more basketball games. It's not just a couple in football. And football, have non-conference games, so it's really you're talking maybe two, three league games. That's, like, you know what I mean, like the percentage of non-conference or conference games, just a sheer amount of bas- basketball and football. 
I think if they want to do it, they should do it because hey, it's not going to cost a lot of money because basketball doesn't bring in a ton of money. That's the point. It's like not the point, but the amount of money it brings in compared to football, it's vastly less than what it is. So it's not going to cost them a lot. And they could roll it into a bigger deal. It's like ESPN already loves Gonzaga. ESPN likes the Mountain West enough to put a decent amount of games on there. I think that would be fine because I don't it would I don't know what Gonzaga wants, but for the Mountain West to do it monetarily wise, to give them whatever percentage of the pie that's slightly more than say like Nevada or Colorado State in basketball, probably do it because you'll make it up for multi guarantee because the league's been down the past couple of years, at least two teams every year, maybe get back to three and four if New Mexico seems to back, go back up out of the air with Paul Weir. UNLV looks to be getting a bit better with Marvin Menzies. All these teams, they have good right coaches, Leon Rice, Alan Edwards, Roddy Terry, a lot of good coaches, teams doing good things. And they can make up the money to back in by finally having three to five turn, tournament teams every year. And so they should do it. But let's go back to your point, Will. Like, what, besides money, what's the other reasons you put on Twitter where they should not join the league? Like, why are they fine where they're at just because they've achieved great things? And you've mentioned some other teams that have not continued that success elsewhere. Yeah, you, you just mentioned, and I agree, from the Mountain West perspective, absolutely, this should happen. But from Gonzaga's perspective, it's it's a lot more of a questionable move because they've had this tournament success. And I think if you go back to the earlier years of this run, which is now two decades, essentially part of it. It was part dumb luck that they were able to do this, but it was part <laughs> also league affiliation. Part of Gonzaga's allure is that you can say, yeah, this is going to be their 20th consecutive NCAA tournament. They can recruit and say, we don't ever miss the tournament. They're recruiting kids who weren't alive the last yeah. time they missed the NCAA tournament. It's crazy. So they're able to say that. And you're able, you can go back and look at some of these early two thousands, mid two thousands teams that, Absolutely would not have gotten an at-large bid, but just by virtue of playing in the West Coast Conference and being better enough to win that league's um, auto, bid, auto bid, they got in and they kept that streak alive. Jumping to a league like the Mountain West that on a year-to-year basis is a slight step above the West Coast Conference, if Gonzaga has a down year, there's a chance that they don't get that automatic bid just due to the slightly, you know, the one or two teams they have to play that are better and that streak comes to an end and I think the streak alone is an enormous part of what Gonzaga has going for it and you see not that Wichita State's going to miss the tournament I don't think but just today they lost to Cincinnati and I'm, I'm I only caught a little bit of that game but I'm fairly certain that gave Cincinnati the AAC regular season title do either of you know yes yes it did yeah so I mean like Wichita State they make the they make the jump to, and honestly, the American is not that much better than the uh, Mountain West. Mm-hmm. They make the jump to a better league, and they're not able to live up to their previous level of success in the Missouri Valley. You saw it with Butler after those back-to-back uh, NCAA tournament final appearances. They go Horizon, A-10, Big East, and Butler's still a great program. They're still making the tournament regularly but they're kind of falling off. Creighton as well. Creighton's on the bubble. They're not quite what they used to be. Uh, see it a little bit with BCU, losing coaches and stuff. So you see these programs that have a few years of national relevance, of great success, jumping as soon as they can, and then sort of falling off a little bit. And I'm afraid that if Gonzaga does that, they'll fall off. And what has made Gonzaga special and such an anomaly is that they've never done that they've stayed 
who they are, where they are, and have proven it is entirely possible to be as good as any program in the country at this level. Yeah, let me jump in a second, Eli. I know you got something, but back for people in this conference, like Utah State, much smaller level, same thing. Big West, WAC, Mountain West, they were dominant in the Big West, 20-plus wins forever, scaring Arizona in the NCAA tournaments, winning 30-plus games undefeated league play, and now they're just – look what they are now. They're just okay, like not even that great anymore. And so it's kind of the same thing on a smaller level. I I, I would just yeah. want to jump in and, and mention this as well. What makes Gonzaga's case a bit more unique than other so-called mid-majors, if you want to go with that, is that, yes, Gonzaga's had – such a long sustained success for two decades now but the other thing that's worth noting is even though despite west coast conference is has not been one of the best i don't know seven or eight leagues in x amount of years gonzaga is still able to schedule quality teams year in and year out they're able to go to nice tournaments like the maui invitational or um they're able to pick up quality home games i correct me if i'm wrong will but i believe they just schedule home and home with North Carolina, which is another boost to their non-conference slate in the upcoming years. And that's something that the Mountain West doesn't necessarily have going for it right now. You have the national brands like UNLV and San Diego State, and now Nevada and Boise State are starting to rise. But what we've mentioned year in and year out is that those four or five teams in the Mountain West aren't able to schedule quality teams on their home floors or even on the road in non-conference play. And that ultimately decides which teams go to the NCAA tournament. So you can say what you want about the WCC after Gonzaga, BYU, and St. Mary's, but what makes Gonzaga special, and and that's especially under Mark Few, is they're able to pick up these nice home-and-homes and and these nice games against quality opponents that makes it possible for Gonzaga to have success out of a league like the WCC. Yeah, that that is certainly a huge part, and you're right. They did just schedule that home-and-home with North Carolina, uh, which is that to me, like making the NCAA tournament 20 times is awesome. Making the title game, obviously you've arrived, but that to me was like this, this program is here to stay. When a, when a true blue blood like North Carolina is willing to schedule a home and home with you, that's no longer like we're, we're afraid to go lose at Gonzaga. That's knowing that anybody coming into the kennel, and taking a loss, it's a good loss. And like you mentioned, Gonzaga does schedule very aggressively, but they're still not at the level of some of these power conference programs. Creighton came to Spokane earlier this year, and I I counted it up since the new kennel opened back in 2004 or whenever it was, and I believe Creighton was the 10th or 12th ranked team to visit the kennel outside of conference play over, you know, the course of 12, 14 seasons. So they're still not getting through home games against elite-level teams very often. And many of those ranked teams that came into the kennel were the Washington Huskies back in the 2000s when that rivalry was still going on. So Gonzaga does schedule at a level that is well above any other mid-major. But even where they're at is still... Hampered in oh, I would. some I, ways, and I they're not argue, able to get that. I could argue any power team only gets one or two maybe ranked teams every year. Like, look what teams like Syracuse or Florida do, does in non-conference. They play nobody at home. So it's like, yeah, I would still say Gonzaga's above everybody else. Like, how many ranked teams 
do I'd have to look obviously this Duke that comes to home. They schedule Wolford and crap like that. You know what I mean? They'll schedule right. those type of teams. So I get your point. One of years, I I don't I would have to look. It's but, still better than the Mountain West. Oh though, no, it's by honest. far. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just yeah. like you made it seem a little like well it's not great, but if you look at any team that's always top twenty, who's like Arizona, UCLA, or whoever like great teams. Who how many of them are scheduling four top twenty five teams at home every year? Non conference play. Oh. Top, Probably the same. No, yeah, you, you know what I mean? You're so, totally right about so. that. I think Gonzaga would like to schedule more. They'd like to have a couple teams like North Carolina, a couple ranked teams come into Spokane every year just because, like Eli said, outside of those top three in the West Coast Conference, you know, it, there are years where they're not even going to play a ranked team in the West Coast Conference. Yeah. I think when St. Mary's beat them in Spokane, the Gales weren't in the top 25 at that point. So even with the consistency that St. Mary's has shown and the decency that BYU has shown, oh, BYU. <laughs> you're still not guaranteed to play a ranked team. Let me ask you this then, because I, I see your point. Your points are obviously very valid, and I, I basically agree, agree with you. They've achieved everything. What's the point of moving up? And I get Butler going from Horizon to move up because Horizon's lower than West Coast Conference, I believe, usually year in, year out. Would there be an allure, allure, because I know you're a Gonzaga fan, first of all, you can do West Coast and other things for mid-major madness, but would there be, just because you're playing different teams and overall, the Mount, like this year, I think I wrote an article, I think isn't the, the Colonials ahead of the West Coast Conference and T- RPI, whatever you take for that. It's technically considered a better league, which, well, maybe overall, because you don't have those sub-250 teams at the bottom, like Pepperdine and Portland uh, being the anchors they are this year, Santa Clara. So would there be anything about being – I know it's a marginally better league. And some people say, which I disagree with, Gonzaga's living on a razor-thin edge where if they lose a tightrope walk, if they lose like three games out of the tournament, that's not – I don't think that's the case at all. Like league games. Like if they're lose to BYU, which they lost last year, undefeated season on the line, they lose the final game at home. It didn't hurt their chances too much of anything outside of a pretty cool record. Like if they lose to San Francisco once or Santa Clara, they go 15-4 and four in league play or 15-3. and three. It's not going to hurt their chances, maybe one or two seeds, but it's not going to knock them out of the tourney. Would there be, as a fan, like rather play more consistent, better teams? Like you said, there's years they don't play a ranked team at all. Like I know the Mountain West isn't amazing this year because like just Nevada's been ranked, but would there be any better just playing not just a different team, but maybe the only really downer games you may have is like Air Force and San Jose State. Every other game – could be a legitimately decent challenge, road or home. Would that give you any more, like, hey, I'd rather do that than see LMU every year? As a fan, yeah, I mean, that I'm I'm torn on that because you're right. When it, it gets tiring, in the beginning of the season, Gonzaga's playing, like, Howard or IUPUI or something, and, you know, they're winning by 40 points, and it's super exciting because it's the first month of the season. Mm-hmm. You're seeing how great this team is. They're lighting it up. They're dunking on everybody. And then they start doing that to Loyola Marymount for a second time in the season. And then it's mid-February, and it's, it's getting kind of boring. So, yeah, being able to see them play, I'm pulling up the Mountain West right now, on Ken Palm. And, you know, yeah, like, there are more decent teams. There are way less awful teams in the Mountain West than there are in the West Coast Conference. But I, as a fan, also like the fact that the West Coast Conference has been incredibly stable until very recently, and their moves have been basketball-based, adding BYU, adding Pacific, which was a founding member. I, I like the, the familiarity and the preservation of the rivalries within the league, which is something that 
football-based realignment has just taken away yep. in so many cases across the college basketball landscape. But yeah, from an entertainment perspective, not that I'd really like want to travel to a Wyoming game. Nobody I'd likes to travel to Wyoming. Play Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'd Wyoming rather see them play Wyoming. You know, it, it'd be it'd be a step up from having to you know watch them play 40 minutes against an LMU team that they're going to average like a 35-point margin of victory again. So from that perspective, certainly, there would be something more to watch. So it, it seems there are obvious pros and cons to Gonzaga joining the Mountain West, but my question would be, although maybe the Mountain West isn't that much better than the WCC, what do you think would be an incentive for Gonzaga to leave? Do you think it would come down to a TV deal, or do you think other teams would have to make the first step? What, what do you think, if you could hypothesize for a second, what it would take for Gonzaga to join the Mountain West? That's a really tough question. And I think it would have to be like the Mountain West getting a, a better TV deal and Gonzaga getting a larger share of the revenue because it would be bringing in a considerably larger share of revenue from basketball. And beyond that, I mean, I don't, I'm not certain. The Mountain West is at what right now? 12, 11 teams? They're right. They're basketball, 11 for basketball. 11 mm-hmm. for basketball. So if they bring in Zag, it'd be 11 even for basketball? 12. Yeah, even 12. But, but they're looking to expand beyond that, right? Because they're talking well, about potentially bringing BYU back along with Gonzaga. What that was about, and we're going to, again, talk to Mitch Harper later and does BYU quite well. There are six teams that have been talked to. Six teams. The only one we know for sure is Gonzaga. BYU comes into play, because I know this as well from people I chat with, that if Gonzaga were to leave to not just Mountain West, just say any league or go for stuff, there's nowhere else to go. But you know what I mean? If they go anywhere, they want to follow BYU, or BYU wants to follow Gonzaga. And so Mm. that would make things tricky at 13. BYU is not one of the six teams, but word is if Gonzaga goes somewhere, BYU would like to follow them. Okay, so what I was looking at with that is if they get to 12 teams, they'd still be playing, I'd imagine, an 18-game league slate. I don't think Gonzaga has been a very big fan of the addition of teams to the West Coast Conference, particularly Pacific, adding more games to the league slate because that does, does, like you mentioned earlier, their aggressive non-conference scheduling. That cuts it out, so maybe abandoning a true round-robin to allow Gonzaga to keep more well, they non-conference don't, They games. already have that now. They have an unbalance as it is. So, I'm, They play eight. It's an 18-game conference slate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but, you have yes. ten, yeah but nobody plays everybody twice. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm looking at this. Yeah, you're totally right. So, That's yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> there would have to be... There'd have to be something given to Gonzaga, but honestly, I I don't know what the incentive would be because I'm not particularly familiar with the financial side of it. I don't know. It, I I'd imagine it would have to come down to money. Beyond that, I don't know why Gonzaga would even be considering it. Do you know how much Gonzaga makes at the moment at all for basketball? Any idea? Or is it private school? So it's like screw off. We don't care. We don't tell you. I have. No idea. Okay. One more question that I wanted to ask that this always enters my mind whenever expansion or or realignment occurs is 
you have programs, and I want to go back to Wichita State because the Shockers were rumored to join the Mountain West as recent as curse as you, Craig ago. Thompson. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, stupid. yeah. Jeez. After and Wichita State's probably going to land a top four seed in in a week or so, but the the deal with Wichita State, why I was obviously a proponent of the Shockers joining the Mountain West. Uh, one thing that did come up is what their current program is versus what their program is as a whole. And, and what I mean by that is under Greg Marshall, Wichita State's been fantastic. They've made Final Fours. They've won 30 games consistently. They enter the tournament undefeated, I believe, in 2014. So obviously some of that, if not all of it, has to be predicated to what Greg Marshall has done. And it's obviously a different situation with Gonzaga under Mark Few. But prior to Mark Few, and I know a few coaches in college basketball history have been as successful as Mark Few, but prior to Mark Few's arrival in 1999 or 2000, the Gonzaga program really wasn't all that great. At least it's not even close to what it is right now. So if Few were to leave or retire, I know he's still young, and there's, I mean, people love to rumor that he's going to take a big job and things like that. Obviously, it doesn't seem like he's headed anywhere. But my question to you is, if he were to leave or if Gonzaga were to join the Mountain West and, and something were to happen that few would take another job or retire or something along those lines, do you think Gonzaga would still be able to su- sustain its success and make the move to the Mountain West a positive one for, for both Gonzaga and for the Mountain West? Yeah, and I can – I you asked earlier um, what Gonzaga makes, and I wasn't able to answer that, but I can tell you that when around the time that this Gonzaga was terrible before the 90s, John Stockton and that was it, around the time that they committed to basketball, the university was doing horribly financially, and they committed to basketball in part to bring in revenue. And so I don't know the, the numbers on what they're making, but that campus, is constantly under construction. There are new buildings opening almost every single season. Athletic buildings, academic buildings, uh, dorms. It has been, since Gonzaga made that Elite Eight run in 1999, completely transformed. So they have committed to basketball for the institution's larger success. So I do think Mark is not going anywhere. He's going he's gonna to be in Spokane. He's going to retire at Gonzaga. But when that day comes that he does retire, I do think Gonzaga, I mean, obviously, he's a great coach. He's built the program. They probably, at least at first, will drop off from where they are now. But I don't think the university will abandon basketball just because Mark Few is gone. They have seen what basketball has done for them, and they will continue to embrace basketball as the driving force behind their expansion, their success. They uh, They have good coaches in waiting. They have a good program, and I think Mark is a huge, huge part of why they are where they are, but without him, I don't think it will be – I'm struggling to come up with a program off the top of my head that just that lost the coach and fell off, but I don't think Mark Memphis Q leaving will Memphis be a little bit, right? the death of Gonzaga basketball. Do you think about Memphis or UConn kind of? They've fallen off a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, definitely UConn. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about Kevin Ollie. Yeah, UConn, Memphis, certainly. Yeah, I mean, those are very, with Calhoun and with We could see what uh, happened with San Diego Oakwood. State in the next couple of years, too. It, it does sort of seem like it's happening with San Diego State. So I would, it's a little early on that one. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think Mark Few is the reason 
is the only reason that Gonzaga is what it is. I think he's been the catalyst that has led them to the height that they have reached. But even without him, I, the university has seen what basketball has done for it academically, financially, uh, in terms of its stability. And I think, and it's like Tommy Lloyd has been an assistant there for almost as long as Mark Few has been there. He's been there forever. He's the coach in waiting. Mark Few is still young, but Few and Lloyd seem committed to Gonzaga more as much as any coaches in the country. They're going to be there. Tommy Lloyd is like the 1B to Mark Few's 1A. So if Mark Few were to retire earlier, God forbid something happened to him, Tommy Lloyd, I believe, is ready to keep the program near the level it's at. So yeah, I mean, if Gonzaga were to join the Mountain West and 10 years down the line, there's a coaching change. I don't think you're going to see Gonzaga all of a sudden dragging the Mountain West down or plummeting to like a Colorado State or Air Force level. I think this program, 20 years of success and an institutional commitment to it, they're going to stay up for as long as the NCAA exists in any semblance of its current form. Oh, boy. That's another story for another day. <laughs> we need to talk about that last week. Just give them endorsements and be good to go. Um, yeah, Mark Few's paid $1.9 million from school. So if they bring in some other coach or something ever happens, they're probably maybe not paying that much, but minimum a million bucks, and that can get you a pretty decent coach. So one last thing before I let you go, we had you probably longer than we should because – I don't know, we're talking hoops and hopefully enjoy it. But there, here's my last yeah. thing about Gonzaga. If they were to come into the league, I, I do agree with, like, a little bit extra money, um, a priority TV deal. Not just a priority, but maybe for some reason, San Diego State football has, like, all their games on CBS Sports Network, which I don't get because they're pretty good and people don't watch that network as much, as you said. But maybe they could do something where, oh, they get um, – Maybe it's not more games than anybody else or something. I don't know. Just There's something that can be done. A little bit more money. Give them an extra game here. They're on ESPN. The Mountain West already has your schedule set up. So, like, if you're the top teams with the unbalanced deal, they're not having Nevada play. Uh, I'm not sure if it's this year or not, but they're not going to have them play every team twice. Like, at the bottom, like, San Jose State, they're not going to play twice. Every year. Air Force, Colorado State, whoever's at the bottom, they try to do it where they're going to keep the better teams playing each other twice because they know the scheduling is a big deal for the tournament. So, if Gonzaga were to come in, it's not like they'd play – they would make sure, like to do already with the better teams, you're not going to play the bottom feeders every year twice. There's going to be a couple you do, but those games are really We hope. We hope. We hope. That's well, not we, always the case. We've seen the Missouri Valley crossover. That's a, a joke. But usually, like, right, Eli, they usually put the better teams against each other for twice. You're not going to stick San Jose State twice and everybody. So right. that's a plus. But I think, um, let me, before I let you go, lasting promise, promise here, would there be any beneficial for you? Like, what would it take? We already sort of asked this, but what if it's like, Gonzaga comes over, BYU comes over, maybe Grand Canyon comes in because they're doing their thing or New Mexico State. Would that be any more appeal to bring in these other teams as well? Because BYU is a top hundred RPI team nearly every year. Gonzaga has as much as has the enthusiasm as the young Gonzaga team with the money, what they want to do for basketball to put in the program. They're hundred percent into basketball. Would those change anything for Gonzaga, or does that not really matter? Is it more of still getting more money because of the better name program and getting the exposure they already have? I think that actually is is a very good point that could push Gonzaga into the league uh, if you do have more. Because right now, adding Gonzaga would benefit, I think, the Mountain West considerably more than it would benefit Gonzaga yeah. because it is it is not that huge of a jump. Like I think that, that Gonzaga joining the Big East, um, for if it could somehow pull it off where it joined for basketball only, <laughs> Jeez, that'd be crazy. that would be 
it'd be it'd be great for Gonzaga, oh, and yeah. it would be good. It'd be solid for the Big East, and it'd be great for Gonzaga if you could add somehow, like turn the Mountain West into a super conference that is second only, perhaps in some years, like this year, would be better than the Pac-12 out west. If you could add BYU, maybe St. Mary's, New Mexico State, certainly Grand Canyon, possibly. If you could add a few more teams where it would be not so much a marginal jump, but like there are 10 teams in this league, Gonzaga included, that are every year thinking as a program, we should be making the NCAA tournament, then it's a completely different story. So if they're looking to bring in more teams that are basketball-focused, and it's not just like, hey, instead of playing you know, St. Mary's and BYU and then a bunch of other people, you're playing this year. I guess it would just be Nevada and Boise State or normally like New Mexico and San Diego State. If you're able to say, hey, we're playing six or seven other teams with legitimate shots to make the tournament and ten teams that always want to make the tournament, then I think mm-hmm. Gonzaga would would absolutely be – I think it would be almost foolish to not take the deal. But then again, the whole point of my thread on Twitter was, can you get any better than what you've done? You've proven you can do it at where you're at. You can't get better than the number one seed, so – you, you can't get. I mean, you get the number one overall. Yeah. BYU kind of <laughs> that up last year, but yeah, it does. I don't think that really matters. Yeah, you leave with two and a half minutes left in the national title game. No move is going to improve your chances of getting back there, but a move would improve your chance potentially of long-term success, mm-hmm. of long-term relevance. It would it would give you more competition on a weekly basis. Be more fun too so yeah, as a if, fan if to see better teams. To do what you said. Yeah. Playing better teams is it is good. Yeah, <laughs> it's a blade, right? All right, so I think we've exhausted everything here with Will. So what, one other thing, like I'm not gonna ask you a question, I'm just gonna wrap it up here. If this is the Mountain West, like four years ago, when they're getting three to five teams, I think that'd be a no brainer as well. It's because when you have multiple teams, but being the one bid league, man, it just passed a couple of years. That it's a tough, tough to go, but we'll see. What happens? Um, so, Will, mm-hmm. thank you for hopping on with us, spending an exorbitant amount of time talking West Coast Hoops, Gonzaga. We appreciate it. If you, I don't know if you're hitting the tables later. Whatever you're doing for Vegas, you're off day. So, have some fun with that. But thank you for hopping on with us, and we'll chat again, and we'll figure something out. If this comes to fruition, or fruition, that's the right word, correct? We will We'll have you on, and we'll figure something out. But first off, have some fun Monday and Tuesday in Vegas, man. Thank you. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me on. Um Vegas is Vegas is fun, but I always like talking hoops. So this is probably going to be the highlight of my off day here in Vegas. Excellent, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Yeah, check him out at Will's WCC blog on Twitter, and yeah, keep it up. Whew! If you're still with us, thank you very much. Right, Eli? Dang, I barely that's, made that's it. That's right. I barely that's, made it. Through. That's how expansion and realignment goes, though. You start talking about one thing and it leads to another, and then uh, you're you're talking about BYU and Gonzaga, teams that aren't even in your conference for a full two hours or so. We barely talked football. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Matt did that a little bit last week. But they, first off, thanks for Will Moppa for joining us. Again, Will, he's over at midmajormadness.com, Will's WCC blog on Twitter, Mitch underscore Harper. We joke, does everything BYU? Literally, does have rivals um, with us at USA Today, Cougar Sports Wire, um, radio show he produced and hosts occasionally in the Salt Lake Market, ESPN 960. 
But yeah, we wanted two experts who follow their teams uh, much closer than we do. I even though I know BYU Mitch do it forever, and I joked Mitch writing with me over at SB Nation, very true. He did during realignment talk. I'm like, dude, we need some positive spin. People are hating us or hating nobody's <laughs> listening or reading our stuff because they think we're trash on BYU. So he he actually I've known Mitch for a long time. So great guy, good stuff. Same with Will. It's there's so much stuff there. We could literally talk for more because there's. The TV stuff with BYU TV. There's how good the league will be. We'd even speculate overly too much about if it's New Mexico State, is it Grand Canyon, Idaho? Are they going to come in? There's so many options. But I am intrigued by Mitch's answer at the end. He thinks Gonzaga only because BYU doesn't want to be bullied. I thought that was a as accurate yeah, but also interesting. interesting answer. So, what do you think? What's our thought? We haven't given our official thought on this, I guess. I well, I mean, to begin with, I mentioned that what Craig Thompson said was. I would say a bit of a step in the right direction because he's shut down these rumors of of realignment and expansion for so many years. And now the fact that he's actually mentioning, mentioning that he's exploring these options has to be a, a, a pretty bright sign if you're a Mountain West fan or follower. And what Mitch reiterated, he explained just countless reasons why I think BYU or Gonzaga would be nice fits for the Mountain West. And so I, I'm starting to come to the realization that I think that Maybe it is a bit more realistic than I thought it was uh, maybe a week ago. Yeah, I'm thinking. So, what do you think is happening? Is it Gonzaga? Like, what's, let's just we don't need to rehash. You heard all of our basic thoughts. Where I have articles that are going to go up all this week because there's so much to do. I didn't even touch. Like, I have like four articles ready to go. Like, like Mitch said, they had Dave Rose on their show. I've seen stuff from the WC or the um, yeah. They also had the interim AD. I've heard Dave Rose's comments through after practice. BYU head coach. I've heard. Uh, Gonzaga AD, what they're saying. So I have like all these articles to go up, which will be relevant even going forward. But there's so much. I would say, I like Mitch's answer of BYU waiting because they don't want to be bullied, which is true. They don't want to be perceived as needing Gonzaga, but that Ziegler article pretty much out of them as needing Gonzaga. Because honestly, I that's the reason they would say it'd be prideful. Because they'd want to stay, and they don't want to... They, again, he liked the religious aspect because... Obviously, BYU's religious school. Every other school, I believe, every school in the West Coast is. I'm not sure Pepperdine, but Gonzaga, St. Mary's, like, port, they're all religious schools for the most part. So, if they stay, like, like I said, what's that, two more wins per year maybe? Like, they lost seven conference games this year. BYU did. Like, they're losing to some bad teams in the West Coast Conference, despite them still having 20-plus wins. So, then staying, if, if Gonzaga goes, if, if Gonzaga goes, they – Mountain West should not be dumb and bring in BYU because, like I said, down the road, we know football brings in money. There could be a point where they're already in the conference convenience-wise. Do it. Or there could be a scheduling agreement where they're playing four Mountain West teams every year, and they complain about late November football schedules where maybe they can get, like this past year, they played Hawaii late in the year football. That could be a positive instead of them playing like independent teams or New Mexico State or FCS teams in November. There's a benefit for them to come over on the football side even if they don't join. But Craig Thompson should not burn the bridge saying, no, you're not coming. But also, 13 teams is awkward. My old, my, my, obviously, the easiest scenario, bring a tag and be done with it, 12 teams are good. Second, they're not kicking out San Jose State, so people who want that, that's not happening. Because this year was weird. Like I mentioned, they lose their coach, they lose their best player. They were really actually pretty good last year. Could have been top four this year. Maybe if things stayed with Brandon Clark and everybody sticking around, maybe. Or at least being a disruptor at some point like they were last year when they weren't even that good. But I think two options are going to happen. They're going. I think. I think Gonzaga's. I'm going to say it's a shoe in Gonzaga next year. I'm going to go a shoe in. I'm going to go be bold and blindly trust Craig Thompson. Like I know I should not, 
Oh man, I know how this movie ends. Uh, am I am I fired if this this happens? <laughs> <laughs> but but like if if Mark Fuse inv- involved, I think the reason it's being done. Okay, here's like I think it's going to happen. I, I I agree with Mitch. Gonzaga's next year. That'd be simplest reason. No football entanglement. You're still at twelve and twelve. You're good to go. That's probably the easiest scenario. Next scenario would be BYU Gonzaga Grand Canyon over to Mexico State because I don't think the Lobos want them in the league because it's a mess despite them playing twice a year in basketball every year in football probably forever they just probably just don't want that they want us to be seen as a bigger program so I think that that's still very little football entanglement 14 teams better than 13 that'd be simple I think the reason the story came out Gonzaga might be having some sort of cold feet or some sort because what's the point of saying calling out publicly you gotta respond in some way or another and so Here's what it does for Craig Thompson. Yeah, we want a Gonzaga. They, we're talking next year. They turned us down, which not that that not that looks great, but it shows Craig Thompson doing something. Because what uh, State thing was a disaster. That should never have come to what happened. So I think that's why they called out Gonzaga because maybe the Zags are having cold feet or second thoughts, or the Mountain West wants a decision sooner than later. So I think that's happening. But I I, I think Gonzaga is going to be in the league next year. I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I guess going back to your points on BYU. If Gonzaga were to leave to the Mountain West, I think there is probably a bit more attractiveness to staying in the WCC as maybe we're giving BRU credit for because if Gonzaga were to leave, that immediately opens the door in the WCC. And and right now you have Gonzaga on a tier of their own. No one else is even close. St. Mary's and BYU are the next tier. And then you have a bunch of mediocre teams that, that will shuffle year in and year out. So... If Gonzaga were to leave, BYU's immediately the first or second team um, in competition for that automatic bid that would send BYU to the WCC tournament. So there, although you do lose out on two potential quality victories in conference play, your chances of landing the automatic bid to send uh, your team to the NCAA tournament, I think, increases dramatically. And ultimately, that's what you need is those tournament bids. And BYU isn't always capable of that because they just... I mean, they they've they beat stumble. Gonzaga. They've beat Gonzaga, but to do that consistently, to consistently win the or, or grab the automatic bid in the WCC is not attainable as long as Gonzaga's in the conference. So, if Gonzaga were to leave, I think BYU, if they're even mildly content in the WCC, there there might be a bit more of a, an incentive to stick uh, with the West Coast Conference than I think most would imagine. Yeah, and they lose like San Diego or Pepperdine for random reasons. It happens. I mean, yeah. it happens with teams in the Mountain West or, yeah. or anywhere else. But, yeah. I mean, like, they should be better than those teams that are sub-250 Ken Palm. That's Definitely. the problem. Yeah. And, well, I think we've pretty much summed up our thoughts. But do you – what – actually, no. What is your – what's next year going to look like? I need your answer, Eli. On the record. <laughs> On the record, I think – Well, like, yeah. What's going to happen? Uh, I think it I think it stays as it is. I don't think Gonzaga makes the crossover quite yet. Do you think? Um, do you it, okay? Do you, uh, let me two part question because yeah, that's not yeah. a full answer. It is, but isn't. So not next year. Is there a waiting period? Like, oh, Gonzaga is going to come in two years down the road. Like they can't come to a deal for next year because, like I said, buyouts, conference waiting period. Are they in five years? Is Gonzaga going to be in the Mountain West Conference? Uh, well, five years, I think. Okay, no, no, three. Yeah. Let me give I, you. I, let me give you three. Okay. Let me give you three. Okay, you're, you're really going to nail me down. Well, yeah. no, be, no reason <laughs> I'm asking because no, 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 well, no. Like I know it's stupid to them do this, but okay, not next year. Do you mm-hmm. think it's okay? Let me rephrase this because I don't want to just paint in the corner and make you see yes or no, no matter what. 
is it why would they not be in the league? Is it because either a waiting period or they're just fine where they're at? Like what would be the reason they would stay for next year? I well maybe neither, maybe both. I, I just think that <laughs> I think Gonzaga probably needs to think this through because they have such a good thing going, as as Will mentioned, yeah. in the WCC right now. And when things are going well, I mean, Gonzaga is just a few months removed from a national title appearance. And although a move to the MWC is lateral at worst, I, you, I've always been someone that's a proponent proponent of, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now, Gonzaga sure isn't broken. They're doing just fine. So... It might be attractive to Gonzaga to move them to the Mountain West, but to go from, and I know that it's been rumored so many times, but to go from basically nothing in terms of Gonzaga realigning to making the switch in just a short span, I don't know if that is completely realistic. But if you were to ask me who's in the Mountain West in 2021, maybe, I think uh, Gonzaga is, is surely in that conference. I think maybe New Mexico State, possibly Grand Canyon, um, and maybe even BYU. So I, I don't think this thing happens overnight because there are so many different factors in terms of TV and, and conference affiliations and all different sorts of things. But I think that there's a very realistic opportunity that Gonzaga, in, in sometime in the short future, is in the Mountain West. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's a, we again we could say six months and something could change. So for me, saying five years down the road is pretty unfair because it could be different tomorrow. I mean, we, yeah. who really knows? Do you okay? Let me follow up question. Will there be any realignment in the Mountain West next year? Like we know, there's five other teams. Are they going to say, well, we'll take Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, or just Grand Canyon? Because I'm a big proponent of Grand Canyon because, like I said, they're all in on basketball. They want to be great at basketball. It, it, I mean, it could be a domino effect. I think the fact that the report by Mark Ziegler mentioned that Gonzaga as well as five other teams I think that or already generates some interest for for the for the potential of a domino effect so maybe maybe Grand Canyon decides that they want to up and leave to the Mountain West which would be a, a positive move and positive step for that program and then maybe you start to see a team like Gonzaga or BYU take notice and think that okay maybe we can form something great here because yeah yeah that's right like you have the Pac-12, which is an excellent conference, and I mean it's one of the weaker power conferences, but it's still a power conference. Then you have the Mountain West, which is kind of lingering between the two. I know it's labeled as a mid-major conference, but for the most part, that's able to send multiple bids to the NCAA tournament. And then you just have a bunch of one-bid leagues that consistently lose programs to uh, to conferences like the Pac-12 or Mountain West. Um, when you have the WAC and Big West and Conference USA and um, all these different conferences that just don't really have a ton going for them. So if Mountain West is able to pick off some of those conferences' best teams, I think that would form a pretty legitimate conference that could compete with the Pac-12 for one of the better college basketball conferences out West. All right, so I think that does it for us today, this particular podcast show. But <laughs> just stay tuned. Like I said, we're going to post this first first week of March. We've got tournament coming up this week. Stuff could change, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's with it with Mark Few being involved. Like I think that's a big step because coaches usually aren't involved. So I would I would say probably going to be just Gonzaga. My ideal scenario would be Gonzaga BYU Grand Canyon because it's less must and less fuss for football side, and that's a big deal because all football is always in the, in the mix for things because it can cause a headache or be awesome. But that's my take, and that's all we got for this show. Thank, if you made it this far, definitely let us know because we appreciate you tuning in. Any new BYU fans, uh, hey, 
Stop by and read us time to time. We play BYU a lot of football and basketball. Mid-major madness, guys. I know, Rush, you better listen to this. If Will's on here, Russell, Steinberg, you better listen to the end of this podcast and let me know. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's call it, Rush. We can do it. That's okay. We're cool. We DM each other. But uh, <laughs> just, uh, just oh, thanks for if you tuned in for 20 minutes or you heard two parts because we're going to – this might be a two-parter. We'll see if you listen to any of it. Thank you very much. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, MWR.com. A ton of people checked out our website today because of Eli's excellent work. So I was out of town this past weekend. So thanks for that, Eli. And every, everybody, we'll see you next time, folks.